My name is Matthew Wayne Selznick. And this is Sonatotum, episode 40. On every episode of Sonatotum, I talk about making stuff, finding success as we define it, that's you, me, and staying healthy and sane in the process. So, funny story, dear listener, I had spent, let's see, uh, six minutes and 30 seconds trying to just get this episode out of my head and through my lungs and out my mouth and onto the hard drive, and I have failed repeatedly. Uh, I don't know if it's because I'm in my own head. I don't know if it's because I, uh, as I've talked about in previous episodes, I just don't feel super comfortable in this space as far as creating things. Could be because I feel like I'm going to be interrupted at any minute, even though there's nobody in the house. I just I can't get in the now, I can't get in the moment, which is not inappropriate, oddly, because I wanted to talk to you today about failure. Earlier in the week, someone I know who uh, was going through some stuff said to me, you're just better at failure than I am. And I understood what they meant, that I seem to roll through failure, perhaps more successfully than some people. One might say I succeed at failure <laughs> more so than some people might. And I knew what they meant. They meant that I just keep going. I don't seem to let it uh, stop me. And I let them have that. <laughs> but I, uh, I, I beg to differ. What I'm good at and I use the word good very, very loosely, is compartmentalizing. Putting that failure or that setback or that uh, point of irritation or that sadness or that, you know, whatever it might be, putting that in a little container in, in the honeycomb of my <laughs> sensorium, uh, the honeycomb that makes up the uh, my personality, perhaps, and putting a cap on it, lots of little boxes. And I know, objectively speaking, that that is a horrible thing to do. Don't do that, my friends. I mean, sure, sometimes you have to compartmentalize. Sometimes you have to tuck things away just to, uh, you know, get through the day. But don't keep them there. When it comes to failure, I mean, I, I, I am familiar with a lot of it. Uh, it. It's difficult to talk about this stuff. Uh, I'm not sure how to phrase it. And I think part of that is because I'm, I'm hoping to talk about this stuff in a way that might actually be useful to you, <laughs> dear listener. I'm not good at failure. And, and let's define failure. One of the themes of this show is finding success as we define it. Well, how do I define success as a creator, as a writer, as an author? 
I define success for myself as that point where I can make a very comfortable living solely from revenue derived from my own creative works, whether that's selling books or music or receiving pledges from patrons for my books and music and other creative works. When the revenue just from things that I make is enough to live a life where I'm not thinking about my financial responsibilities because it's covered, it's taken care of, that's when I'll feel success. And one could say that edging up as I am on 55 years old in just uh, 13 calendar days as I record this and having not reached <laughs> that point where the majority of my revenue, where I'm making a living from my, my own creative works. I am so, so very far from that point. One could very easily say that I have failed at that. Very often I feel like I am failing at that. Most of my revenue comes from work that I do for others, work that I do primarily for other creators, other authors, other podcasters. And so most of my time is dedicated to doing that work for other creators, other podcasters, or pursuing more work for other creators. And so I am succeeding at making a living as a creative services provider. It's work that I, I do enjoy, and it is fulfilling in many ways. But I am absolutely failing at my personal definition of success. And I have been my entire life. <laughs> so considering that I keep trying, I guess one could say that that means that I am handling failure. I think, if anything, the way I handle failure is in the case of measuring my success as a creator is I, I don't think I'm done yet. So you haven't lost the game until it's over, right? You haven't finished the race until you finish or until you can't run anymore. <laughs> when one is talking about a creative life, uh, that means it's not over until you're dead or until horrific as, as the thought may be, until your mental and physical capabilities are diminished to such a degree that you can no longer create. That's when the game is done. That's when one has objectively failed or not. So that's, I mean, I guess that's one way that I, quote, handle failure, unquote. I don't think of it as failure because there's still a chance there's still time, right? Now, on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, absolutely, there are defeats, there are setbacks, there are failures. And I, uh, I, do, uh, I do feel those, believe me. <laughs> Just yesterday, I had some setbacks in my professional life, kind of a two-step forward, one-step back kind of situation overall. And at a certain point during the day, here in the office, I, I just 
I took a knee, <laughs> if you will. I, I, uh, uh, I, I just kind of stopped and I, I sat down on the floor. And, and it, that doesn't sound as horrible and depressing as it sounds. I actually like sitting on the floor. Um, but I sat down on the floor and just kind of gave myself, well, you know what? I wouldn't say I gave myself. I needed and took, <laughs> I don't know, five, ten minutes just sit there and kind of think and kind of absorb the fact that I was in a bit of a pickle. <laughs> so I, I feel failures. I feel setbacks. They affect me. But there's a couple of things here, right? Number one, like I said, it's not over till it's over, right? Number two, to borrow from the Stoics, there is quite literally no advantage, no point, no benefit to feeling anxious, worrying, spending energy on things we can't control, things that are absolutely out of our control. So I really try to remember that. I really try to keep that uh, in my toolkit. And part of that is remembering that certain things, by definition of being out of one's control, certain things cannot be considered failures because there is nothing we could do about it. And now it's, it's easy, perhaps, for you, and, and oftentimes it is for me, to ignore that fact, to ignore that reality, and to take on irrational responsibility for things that if you give it a little moment of thought, you recognize are, are truly outside of your control. That's second guessing, right? That's, that's sort of a, a, a negative justification. And um, I do that for sure. I do that, but it serves no purpose. So I try to remember, I try to look at the situation in which I have quote failed, unquote, and analyze it and really think about it and, you know, okay, what parts of that am I actually responsible for? And what parts would have happened no matter what I did? And that helps. The other thing is just a sheer grit. In the last episode, Sonatotum 39, I talked about rage and indignation being a powerful driver. And it is. That, that helps me deal with failure as well. I have a tendency to have a me-against-the-world kind of attitude, a uh, will-succeed-in-spite-of or despite or regardless of what the opposition is, and perhaps more accurately, what the opposition thinks. That helps. I've told this story before, but in, in the late 90s, I read a really awful, just awful X-Men novel. And it wasn't an adaptation of a movie or a comic book or anything like that. It was an original X-Men novel put out by Marvel Comics. And it was not a graphic novel. It was a novel. It was a novel, a, a, a prose novel. And it was awful. By any standard, it was awful. And reading that, spending the, the time <laughs> on that so infuriated me. Uh, I mean, not like I was red-faced with, with, with fury, but 
I was so indignant about the experience that I started Sovereign Serials, one of the first webzines, and the proto form of my Sovereign era story world, which grew to eventually include my first novel, and, uh, my second novel, and several uh, short stories and an anthology, and the free serial fiction offering that I'm currently doing, Hazy Days and Cloudy Nights. It's all part of the Sovereign era. And it all started because I was pissed off at how horrible someone else had done. And it was both the idea of, my God, I could do better. And holy heck, why am I not doing this if it's so obvious that I could do this well? Or at least <laughs> as well as the shite <laughs> that apparently gets sold and put into bookstores. And I know that's not exactly me failing at something and moving on, but it is related. I talked last episode about the very long proposal that I had written for a client, very detailed, very in-depth. And this was after telling the client, you know, I'm going to send you a proposal and it's going to be very detailed and very in-depth so that you not only know what I'm going to do, but how, and most importantly, why so that we understand the work ahead and that you're not in the dark. All things that I believe are value adds, right? They, those are things that you want to hear from someone who's going to be doing a service for you. So I sent this over and the client came back with basically, in the future, don't give me so much detail. And fine, they don't want the detail. In a way, I'm gonna take that as a, uh, a gesture of trust in me as the professional, right? They're saying, I don't need the mechanic to tell me what brand of socket wrench they're going to use. Okay. Yeah, sure. I get that. Fine. But they could have told me that <laughs> when I warned them that I'm going to go into a lot of detail and specifically what type of detail I'm going to go through, go to. Having received that reaction, my reaction was, well, I am not about to waste that time that I put into that proposal. I am not about to let those hours be lost. I'm not going to fail at this. Because my first thought was, oh my God, I am giving this my all. I am over-delivering. And it very well may be for naught. And I considered that a kind of failure. But I think I, I, I reject it. <laughs> it's my time. It's my expertise. It's my creative energy. And I refuse to have it wasted. So I'm taking what I wrote in that proposal and I'm expanding it and creating a little ebook called Indie Author Marketing Infrastructure Three Things Every Independent Author Must Have for Self Publishing Success. And not only did I decide, well, I'm not going to waste this effort, I'm not going to fail in this. Perhaps another way to look at it is I'm going to turn this failure into something that is a success, or at least has a new potential to become a success. So I created the idea. I decided that I was going to do this ebook. And before I posted the last episode of Sonatotum, because I had talked about it in that episode, I thought, well, I can't post the episode without actually making that commitment. So I 
put the damn thing up on Amazon as a pre-order. And I have a commitment now to release this book by August 30th of this year. So I've taken the failure. And I understand you, you, this might be one of those things where you say, but Matt, you, you, this wasn't a failure because it was out of your control. The client did not warn you that they didn't want the level of detail that you told them you were going to give them. Right. But the, well, I guess this is a great example, right? That I still feel like I have failed if I don't get this client. Failure doesn't make sense all the time. Our senses of failure don't make sense. They're uh, wrapped up in our own insecurities and our own uh, life circumstance and our own histories. So even though I just got done telling you that, that I try to maintain the stoic attitude when things are truly outside of my control, <laughs> I fail at that. And so it's a combination, I suppose, of wanting to transform the perceived failure, but also just simply being driven. There's only so much time to be alive. There's really no time to surrender to failure. Take five or 10 minutes to sit on the floor and think about things, but get the fuck up and get back to work and continue to do, and I'm talking to you and I'm talking to me, dear listener, Continue to make incremental progress on all of the things that you know you need and want to do to make your goals. Is that hard? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Because uh, there are many, many, many things that will leap into your way. But fucking A, man, the game's not over. Just do the next thing. Take the broken pieces and build something else. Just keep building. Just keep making. That's what this is about, right? Making stuff, finding success as we define it, staying healthy and sane in the process. Well, what could be more on brand? <laughs> and then talking about failure, we make things. We can't find success as we define it without making things. Sometimes those things aren't going to work in the way that we hope they will. Sometimes they're going to take longer. Frankly, they're always going to take longer. Sometimes they're not going to be received the way we want them to be received. Sometimes they're going to take time to find their audience. Can't succeed without making things. And can't stay healthy and sane in the process without finding a way to move through failure. Whether it's compartmentalization in the short term, please, only in the short term or refactoring, reimagining, reworking your interpretation so that it's uh, so that it works for you and not against you. You got to find your way. Do I get discouraged? Oh, hell yeah. Of course. Of course I do. I'm I'm I mean, I'm talking to you about this in part so that I can get through my persistent discouragement. <laughs> feelings of discouragement. It's uh, necessary, though, because these are all just elements that go into the big picture stuff, right? We probably have some things in common, but I don't want to speak for you, so I don't know about you, but I, I don't want to die unsatisfied. So when I fail, when failure fills the 
road with brambles or puts a big old fissure in the in the ground before my feet. There is no choice. There is no choice. Refuse to be defeated. I know it sounds simplistic, perhaps overly so, and I, of course, understand that we all have different circumstances and your life might be tremendously more challenging than mine. I am, relatively speaking, privileged, and I'm aware of it. But one way or another, there is probably a way that you can refactor, repurpose, reimagine, redirect. And whether the, the source of the failure is entirely your own actions or something outside of your control or the actions of someone else, which may or may not be outside of your control, use that. Take those, those lumps of coal and use them to fuel your engine. Sit, take a moment, regroup, get up. What's next? Do that thing. What are the pieces broken and shattered on the ground that you can pick up and use as raw material to build something else? Figure that out. The only thing that matters is that you keep making things, that you keep working toward your goals, that you keep working because the game's not over. You're not done. No matter how shitty today might seem, you have no idea. You can predict, you can make some educated guesses, but you really honestly have no idea what tomorrow holds. The glass half empty among you will say, well, it probably there's a good chance it holds more shit. Yeah, sure. And there's also a chance that it holds something you can't even imagine that will change everything. But you gotta show up for it. You gotta you gotta be there for it. You gotta be ready for it. So am I good at failure? I don't know. I think I have a, 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 a personal defense mechanism that rejects failure. Some days better than others. But let's call that a practice. Because I want what I want. And you do too, right? Nobody's going to give it to you. And yes, some people are going to want to take it away. Or keep you from it. Fuck them. Show up. Do the work. Use whatever happens. And make more things. At a certain point in these episodes, I find myself feeling like uh, I've heard what I need to hear <laughs> in talking to you. I'm talking to me. I think that's that's where we're at on this subject. I really hope that it's uh, that what I've said here has been useful for you. I hope that it's the sort of thing that you can come back to, perhaps. Save this episode. Put it somewhere where you can listen to it again when you need to. I'm great at giving advice. I'm lousy at remembering to take my own advice. So we both have this episode now that we can come back to when we need it. And we have each other, dear listener. Your feedback about uh, what you've heard here or in any episode of Sonatotum, you know, I always want to hear it. 
I want your comments. I want to have a conversation with you about these things that we talk about. I want to hear about how you have transformed a sense of failure into something else, or perhaps how you plan to, ways that you might. You can email me at matt at mattselznick.com. That's M-A-T-T at M-A-T-T-S-E-L-Z-N-I-C-K dot com. Just send me a regular old email, or you could even record a brief voice message on your phone or whatever, and email that to me. If you do send me a voice message, I will play it on the show, and uh, we'll have sort of a time-shifted conversation around that. You can also simply leave a comment in the show notes for this episode, Sonatotem 40 at mattselznick.com. Reach out, share your thoughts on this. If you uh, find value in Sonatotem, in this episode, in other episodes you've heard, and you're not already a patron of the show, I urge you to become a patron for as little as $3 a month. $5 a month gets you completely unedited and uncut versions of every episode of Sonatotem as they come out, as well as any digital product, any ebook, audiobook, music, other digital product that I make, you will receive as a patron for as little as $5 a month. There are other perks and gifts and advantages to being a patron at $5 a month and higher. You can find out full details about that at patreon.com slash Matt Selznick. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash M-A-T-T-S-E-L-Z-N-I-C-K. Every episode, I like to remind you that as a listener, you get to hear about listener-only discounts on my services for writers. Specifically, 10% off my one-on-one coaching, particularly 10% off your story buddy, which is my coaching session that I will help you basically suss out a problem that you're having with your work in progress, fiction or nonfiction, figuring out the issues that might be blocking you in your current work. You can sign up for your story buddy and book a session at mattselznick.com. Just check out the services area of the site and you'll find your story buddy there, writing coaching. When you check out, when you book your session, be sure to use the coupon code SONATOTEMBUDDY, all lowercase, all one word. That's S-O-N-I-T-O-T-U-M-B-U-D-D-Y. You'll get 10% off the regular price of an hour-long Your Story Buddy session. What if you just want to get an hour of general coaching and counseling on indie publishing, self-publishing, that whole world, maybe you're thinking about self-publishing, book, short story, some other work, pick my brain for an hour with a one-time coaching session. Again, you'll find that writing coaching, publishing coaching, uh, the publishing coaching section there at mattselznick.com under the services section. Use the coupon code SONATOTEMINDIECOACH 
to get 10% off a one-time coaching session about indie publishing. That's Sonitotum Indie Coach, all one word, all lowercase, S-O-N-I-T-O-T-U-M-I-N-D-I-E-C-O-A-C-H. <laughs> I know, they're long. They use weird words. I apologize. The 